Well, hello, and thanks for joining me for this, the first bite-sized snooker social podcast in two long years. It's wonderful to have you back listening and to have some new listeners on board too. My name's Martin, and I'll once again be bringing you all the news, previews, and ranking implications for all things professional snooker, all in under 10 minutes of your time, of course, which is why we are the Snooker Shootout of podcasts. You can reach me on Twitter at Snooker Podcast, and I'm on email at snookersocial at outlook.com. So, a lot's happened in the past two years. I'm sure it's been well covered elsewhere. There are other podcasts available, and so I'm only going to go as far back as the recent Turkish Masters for the simple reason that I was absolutely delighted to see this new ranking event in brand new snooker territory. It was very well supported all week. There was a ridiculous amount of matches that went to deciders that week as well, and I was completely engrossed in, in so many of the matches that week, both on television and on the streams. So a very big congratulations must go to the organisers and to World Snooker Tour. Uh, and most importantly, to the, the local fans who, who made it such a great success. I'm sure that we'll be seeing the Turkish Masters back on the calendar for many more years to come. And of course, it was Judd Trump that, that picked up the title. It was his very first ranking event win in over a year. And it was the reason that he qualified for the Tour Championship last week. And a, a big shout out to Matt Selt, who performed admirably throughout the tournament, only to fall at the final hurdle in what was a, a fairly one-sided match. But he's now chapping on the door of a top 20 spot, so a very successful week for Matthew Selt. Then it was on to the Gibraltar Open, and a lot of the focus there was on the Bet Victor series, £150,000, of course to the winner of the series and I must admit that the Gibraltar Open is a bit of a a whirlwind event to try and keep up with even if you are like me and you've got two and three streams running at the same time. Um, It did seem though that there was a a really good crowd in for the final day's action. It was a a fascinating Saturday that saw Ricky Walden get so near and yet so far he lost an agonising semi-final decider to Kyron Wilson and that was just hours after he'd whitewashed Judd Trump 4-0 and thrashed Jamie Jones 4-1. So Ricky's dream of winning that Bet Victor bonus and securing a place in both the Tour Championship and the World Championship was brought to an end. And John Higgins could sit back despite being an early casualty in Gibraltar and count his winnings as he took the Bet Victor series bonus in the end. But there was to be heartbreak for John Higgins last weekend, of course, and a uh, I thought it was hard to watch, actually, the, the comeback from Neil Robertson. But I think it's safe to say that it was well-deserved. He was the, the best player over the, the course of the week. So now it's on to the big one. The World Championship has finally arrived once again. I can't wait to get down to Sheffield, I'm sure. Many of you feel exactly the same. Of course, some of you might be there already for the qualifiers. It's already been an exciting week if you've been watching that. Uh, dreams coming true, some seasons left in shreds and tour cards have been lost and saved. There's so much at stake in this event with ranking points and prize money so much higher in these early rounds than you see at any other tournament throughout the season. So, round one of qualifying is complete and round two uh, will conclude on Saturday morning. And it's wonderful to see Marco Fu back in competition. He's a real fan favourite. He's had some memorable runs at the Crucible 
during his career, but it was all going to be a bit of a tall order um, for him to, to, to do well this year, having not played competitively for over two years. And he was also against an experienced campaigner, Ian Burns, uh, and it was Burns who clinched it in the decider. I, I saw enough there of Fudo to demonstrate that he isn't uh, at the end of his career quite yet. I really hope that we do see him back on the tour. And the big story of the early rounds for me, well, it's some of the, the young talent that's coming through. Um, Snooker certainly seems to be in safe hands uh, with with some of these young men. And let's firstly talk about young Liam Davis from Wales. He's just 15 years of age and he got a famous round one win against Aaron Hill, who himself is only 20. And then on Thursday, he took on another Irishman, the veteran, Fergal O'Brien. What a performance that was from Davis. He, he cleared up a pressure blue, pink and black to go 5-4 up, but then the match was pulled and they would have to return late on Thursday night. It was around 10.45, I think, that they returned to find a winner and it was Davis who managed to come through and he will now face Jordan Brown in round three. Now at 16 years old, Julian Boyko, the young Ukrainian, is also been in the winner's circle, you know, it feels like he's been around for a long time actually, I remember watching him on Eurosport when he was just 13 and he will have already built up a wealth of early experience in his career and he utilised that by defeating the 2018 shootout champion, the very talented Michael Georgiou, what a scalp that was for Boyko in round one. But that is as far as it went for the young Ukrainian, he lost out to David Grace on Friday afternoon, but a very bright future ahead for Julian Boyko. So we're getting closer to Judgment Day, which is actually two days, but there is one further qualifying round to come before that, and it's where some of the, the big guns will be entering the field. I'm talking about the likes of Ding Junhui, who he's fallen off many people's radars, actually, when you look at the, the predictions for this year's World Championship, but I'm actually backing him not just to qualify, but to go all the way this year at the Crucible. He's been playing well recently. I watched him just get edged out in Turkey uh, against Matt Selton, the semi-final decider. Um, he's played some good stuff. He had a good quarter-final run in Gibraltar as well. He's sharp. Doesn't have the weight and expectation of China on his shoulders now, what with Zhao Yuntong and, and Yan Bingtao taking some of the burden there from him. Uh, he's enjoying himself out there. That was demonstrated when he, he smacked Matt Selton the backside after a fluke. Uh, Ding, though, will have to overcome Tiang Peng Fei on Sunday night, and he would then face Kurt Mafflin or David Lilly on Judgment Day. You've also got the milkman, Robert Milkins. He's fresh off his Gibraltar Open victory. He's got Chao Yu Peng in a match that could go either way. That should be a, a right cracker there. Now, Stephen Maguire, his ranking is in free fall. He, he, of course, lost his points from his Tour Championship win in 2020. So, a very poor season this season. I saw him crash to number 41 in the ranking. So, he's got his work cut out this week. And that starts with Zhang Jian Kang on Saturday night. And Zhang has already scored a couple of impressive victories against John Astley and Sonny Akani to reach this stage. You've also got uh, Dave Gilbert, Graham Dot, Thep Chaya Unnu, Ricky Walden, Jordan Brown, Dominic Dale. The list is endless. They're all trying to make it to the Crucible and the strength and depth clearly goes very, very deep. And the pick of the bunch over the next couple of days, well, 
we're really spoiled for choice, actually. I like Anthony Hamilton against Elliot Slesser. Sless is fresh off a whitewash of Ian Burns in round two, but Hamilton just loves this stage. Uh, he'll be very tough to beat again this week, and I can picture him coming out of that Crucible Cup again this year one more time. You've got Mark King against Michael White. That's potential must-see TV right there. Ali Carter against the 17-year-old Gao Yang. And of course, Jamie Jones against Matt Joyce uh, should be another absolute belter for this stage of the qualifier. So the taste buds are tingling, and that's before Judgment Day is even upon us. And all these qualifying matches are live on Discovery+. Plus. Now finally, a special mention for Nigel Bond, who just on Thursday announced his retirement after 33 years as a professional. He was, of course, a World Championship runner-up in 1995, as well as a British Open Scottish Masters and Shootout champion. I had the pleasure of being in York in 2019 when Bond defeated Judd Trump at the UK Championship. That was a, a very memorable moment. But Nigel isn't quite finished yet, as he'll be having another tilt at the World Seniors Championship this year. So... Running out of time, I've not even had a chance to touch on Tour Survival, so we'll get to that next time. But if you do want to get in touch with me, I'm at Snooker Podcast on Twitter and on email at snookersocial at outlook.com. So it's been a pleasure to have you back, to have your company once again. But for now, bye-bye.